At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbiotica is your solution to great-tasting all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or artificial nonsense. It's just pure goodness in every pouch. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbiotica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbiotica.com. That's C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A dot Welcome to the Hornets Hivecast, presented by Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. Here's your host, Rob Longo. Hi, friends, and welcome to today's edition of the Hornets Hivecast, the official podcast of the Charlotte Hornets, brought to you by Senta. Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates are the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Hornets. It is a game day edition of the HHC, as the Hornets are north of the border in Toronto to take on the Raptors. going to be a little bit of a mini-series here, as the Hornets take up a little bit of a residency in Toronto. We'll play the Raptors tonight, and we'll play the Raptors on Thursday, but of course, we got to get this one covered for you as well, and a couple of other things to Put on the docket today, we're going to talk about the game preview, of course, and then we will check up on some of the numbers that Mason Plumley has put up through the first 41 games of the season and how those stack up to recent memory and recent history, really. And of course, it is Tuesday, so that means yesterday was the latest round of power rankings that have come out, some of our favorite podcast fodder here on the Hornets Hivecast. And helping me out with all of these topics today is the one and only Sam Farber, your radio play-by-play voice of the Charlotte Hornets. And Sam, hopefully you've been on the road for a couple of days now, you're starting to get acclimated to that cold a little bit. I know it might be a little bit colder north of the border, but can't be any worse than Milwaukee and the plains of Indiana, right? I found the key is staying inside, Rob. That's my key to uh, handling the cold weather. Uh, We certainly miss home. It's a long road stretch, really, for this team. Going back to Christmas time, being on the West Coast, just because it was warmer doesn't mean it makes it any easier being far from home, but we're making the best of it. Hornets playing better basketball, and hopefully we'll come home with a couple of wins from Canada. As a northerner through and through from where I grew up there for the first 20-some years of my life, I can certainly attest to staying inside is probably the best advice, but one of the people that have been really hot here as of late for the Hornets is Mason Plumley, and of course, you know, it's something that we've talked about here on previous editions of the Hornets Hivecast. He's been my top performer, my silver lining player performance, whatever you want to call it over the last handful of games, and he's been on a great stretch as of late. I want to say it's off the top of my head about 14 consecutive games that he's either been in double figures for rebounds or double figures for points or both of course and one of those instances happened the other night in Indiana where he did get another double double but the number of points and rebounds and the 
cumulative stats, if you will, for Mason Plumlee have been pretty remarkable so far this season. Of course, the Hornets are officially at the midway point of the season, 41 games up, 41 games to go. And here's some of the numbers that Mason Plumlee has put up so far. When you take a look at it, he's got a total of 392 rebounds. He has 151 assists, is a pennies shy of 450 points as well. All of these are on projection for the most part to be some of his best numbers of his career. But when you look at those numbers, you think, well, they're great, but they're not anything groundbreaking or anything like that. But when you take a look at it at the end of the day, Mason Plumlee is the 15th player in NBA history to record at least 125 offensive rebounds, 250 defensive rebounds, and 150 assists in his first 41 games of the season. He's the 31st person, or it's the 31st instance this has happened in the history of the 76 seasons of the NBA. Of course, this is now year 76. When you take a look at the recent performances, or at least the the notable people on that list, Damanis Sabonis has done it twice. Anthony Davis, Andre Drummond, Joachim Noah back in the early 2000s, 2013. Kevin Love is another guy. Kevin Garnett did it multiple times. Shaquille O'Neal is on there. Charles Barkley, the round mound of rebound, is on there several times. So when you take a look at this list, Sam, and what Mason Plumlee has been able to accomplish here through the first 41 games of the season, it's really, really impressive. It certainly is, and we've recognized throughout the season that Mason Plumlee has had a strong year, but it's a little different when the stats kind of back up the the history that he's kind of making with this type of performance. Uh, You mentioned there's 31 instances now of this happening, Mason Plumlee being the 31st, 15 total players have accomplished this feat in the 76 or 75 plus years of the NBA. And some of those names you ticked off there, there's something that they almost all have in common, and that is being an all-star or having been an all-star. It doesn't necessarily line up one-to-one with this particular season where they register 125 offensive rebounds, 250 defensive rebounds, and 150 assists in their first 41 games. Uh, And it sounds like random numbers, but, you know, again, Almost every one of these players has been an all-star. The only one who wasn't, Michael Thompson, a two-time NBA champion and the father, of course, of Clay Thompson, who's been an all-star several times. The other thing to note here is he's not on the list. You don't see a, for instance, Nikola Jokic. You don't see a Joel Embiid, and that's not a knock on them, but it puts into perspective that you know, just because these numbers, these stat lines seem somewhat arbitrary, like, oh, you could cut the line anywhere and make anyone look good. Well, no, you can't, because there are certain players that don't reach these thresholds. They can dominate the game in different ways. But in terms of having a consistency on the defensive glass, offensive glass, and sharing the basketball with their teammates, Mason Plumley is now in a very elite group that includes Hall of Famers like Charles Barkley and Carl Malone and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and Bill Walton and Kevin Garnett and Shaquille O'Neal. That's some rarefied air to be in. And even those from the modern era, like a Sabonis, like an Anthony Davis, like an Andre Drummond, these are guys who have been dominant players over the course of their career. And now Mason Plumlee shares a particular stat line with them based off his first 41 games of the season. So it sounds to me, Sam, that the argument you're trying to make here is that Mason Plumlee is worthy of an all-star nomination? (laughs) Well, there's no longer the vote for a true center 
And even if there was, I think it's pretty obvious Joel Embiid is getting it. But if you go beyond there and you need a true center, I mean, look, stranger things have happened in terms of who gets attention for what reason. I really think, you know, it's such a points-based league that Mason Plumlee would have a very difficult time getting there. But if you were going to pick a Hornet, if this was Major League Baseball and every team had to have an all-star, I think Mason Plumley would be very much worthy of consideration, considering that he has played in every game so far this season. Availability is very important there. He's having a career year for himself in terms of the counting stats, points, rebounds, assists per game. As you mentioned, 12 straight games of 10 or more points and or rebounds in this latest stretch running up to all-star game decisions. He's averaging closer to 14 and 10. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think if we're if we're using the, the current rules and saying, you know, there's only this number of all-stars and not every team has to get one, it's almost – it's very unlikely Charlotte's going to get one. But if every team had to have one, I think Mason Plumley would be very deserving of that nod from the Hornets. Plum Dog Millionaire 2023 tweeted out, make sure you send Mason Plumley to Utah for the all-star game this season. All things considered, though, Sam, at the end of the day, I know that there is some – rumblings in the fan base that want to see more Mark Williams. They want to see more Nick Richards. And I understand that and I get it. And each player has had their ability and their chance to go out there and prove why they are the future five of this team and why they are kind of baked into the long-term plans a little bit. Because as much as we love Mason Plumley, he's not getting any younger. He's 32 years old, which again, is not old by any stretch of the imagination, but he's one of those guys that is an older veteran here in the NBA where it seems like season after season, the players just get younger and younger with all of these rookies that are coming in at the age of 19 and 20 and 21. But at the end of the day, these numbers back up that Mason Plumley is not only the right guy to be the starter, but he has been, chances are, the team MVP through the first 41 games of the season. I know one of the things that we talked about on the podcast yesterday was our team MVP, and I know that Sam Perley and I both picked Kelly Oubre in that regard, but Mason Plumley had a really strong chance or at least a lot of consideration to be that team MVP through the first 41 games of the season as well. Yeah, and, and to the point of how the team should handle grooming their next center if it, it doesn't happen to be Mason Plumley, he's of course in the contract year and putting up career numbers. He's going to be popular throughout the league and it would certainly be popular inside the building to have him come back and continue to be a center for the Charlotte Hornets. But looking back to his rookie season when he was in Brooklyn, a part-time starter, not a full-time guy despite being a first-round pick, and the like Mark Williams, he averaged seven points, four and a half rebounds per game, shot about 65% from the field. You look at Mark Williams' numbers, just over six points per game, about six rebounds per contest, shooting 55% from the floor. So a lot of similarities there. And, and you know, we'll see how things transpire here. I, I have a hard time believing that if the team is knocked out of playoff contention somewhere a couple of months from now, that Mark Williams wouldn't start to get more, uh, more time out there just to see a little bit closer what you have. But Mason Plumley has far and away earned the right to be the starting center for the foreseeable future here for the Hornets. He has played at an elite level in the NBA. These statistics back that up in terms of what he's doing on the class and sharing the basketball. Anytime you're on a list that doesn't include Nikola Jokic and does include Charles Barkley and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and Bill Walton, you're doing something that is right and that is special. 
compared to the rest of the NBA. Mason Plumlee putting up some great numbers, something that we've seen the likes of Charles Barkley, Shaquille O'Neal, some of the best centers of all time in the association. As much as the game wants to change and as much as the game morphs into more speed and agility, sometimes the traditional center still prevails, and Mason Plumlee is definitely an example of that. Coming up next, we're going to talk about our favorite topic here on the Hornets Hivecast, that is power rankings, and that comes your way next here on the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. It's a game day edition of the Hornets Hivecast brought to you by Senta. Rob Longo, Sam Farber with you here on this Tuesday afternoon, morning, evening, whenever you're listening to this podcast. We thank you for tuning in. Time now for one of our favorite segments here on the HHC, and that is Power Rankings. And Sam, in preparation for this podcast, a little inside baseball to the listeners. We were anticipating on having you host, and then we did a little role reversal and decided that it would be best for me to host. So you were the one that took a peek at the latest power rankings. I completely have not. I am flying blind, so I'm going to go ahead and turn this over to you a little bit. That's fair enough. We want uh, the element of surprise anytime we do the power rankings. Hornets, of course, are 11-30 and 30 overall as we've reached the midway mark of the season. But these power rankings are based off a one-week sample. How have you looked going in? Uh, to the power rankings release and maybe some prognostication of what's to come. So, out of the 30 teams in the NBA hierarchy, the question for you, Rob Longo, is we're going to look at NBA.com's power rankings today for those of you playing at home. And you can give a guess as well. Where do you think Charlotte should rank in the NBA's top 30? This is a tough one, Sam. I'm going to go ahead and say, oh, man, I I would like to say that this Milwaukee win that the Hornets have last week really propels them. I'm not going to say it's going to skyrocket them across the hierarchy of the power rankings and make this huge quantum leap or anything like that, but I'm going to put the Hornets at 27th in the latest power rankings. You're not far off. The NBA.com power rankings put them at 28th. It actually lines up exactly with the overall win percent in the NBA. Hornets at 268 with 11 and 30 overall record. Detroit Pistons and Houston Rockets, the only two teams with weaker win percentages overall on the season. Pistons are 11 and 32. Rockets are 10 and 30. So, Rob, you said 27. That means you need to give me one of the teams directly ahead of the Hornets that you think 
should have been below Buzz City. Your options are the San Antonio Spurs, who have an overall record of 13-27. and 27. They, like the Hornets, have won three of their last ten games. The Orlando Magic, who have actually played 500 basketball over the last week and a half or two weeks or so, they are 15-25 and 25 overall, directly ahead of the Hornets. Uh, almost five full games ahead of them, though, in the standings. And the Washington Wizards, who are playing above 500 basketball as well over their last ten games and sit at 17-23. and 23. Who would you have moved below the Hornets? I have a pretty good feeling who you're going to say. Well, first off, I want to be a – I'm not going to say I'm a fan of the Washington Wizards, but I feel like they got slighted a little bit here. I mean, they're only two games out of a top-10 spot in the Eastern Conference and they're now below, below the power rankings. I know that they've had some streaks this year, but, I mean, they're 6-4 and four in their last 10. But at any rate, the team that I would put behind the Hornets, of course, is probably going to be San Antonio. I know that the – Spurs have had some pretty decent games. They've had some fairly good wins, but at the same time, I mean, yeah, they have two more wins than the Hornets, but San Antonio got spanked by Charlotte the opening game of the season, So, and that was on the road, too. So, I mean, I know that I feel like we always talk about these power rankings, and when we're shuffling teams up and down, it seems like it's always the one getting picked on is San Antonio, but that's kind of the nature of the beast right there because of the way that the Hornets were able to beat them the opening game of the season. I know that the middle of October was a long, long time ago, and that these power rankings are a very, very microscopic zoom of the latest state of the association. But at the end of the day, I have to put the Hornets ahead of San Antonio. And I think the biggest thing for me, too, is that the West is just not as deep, I think, as the Eastern Conference this year. I mean, you have Portland sitting in the 10 spot right now at 19 and 20 as of the recording of this podcast. Atlanta's in the 10 spot at 19 and 21. But when you take a look at the top six overall, Golden State has the sixth seed right now in the West as of this recording and are sitting at even basketball at 20 and 20. Indiana is six now. After that win against the Hornets on Sunday, they are now 23 and 18. They're five games above 500, and they're butting for maybe even a top five or a top four seed if they continue to play the way that they have played. They're eight and two in their last 10. So I just have to go with the Hornets going above San Antonio just for all those reasons I just stated. Yeah, it's kind of odd. I just looked at the Western Conference standings and they're doing a double take thing. How did heck did Utah fall out of the top six? They were so hot to start. Now they're all the way down. Uh, below 500, but I wouldn't say that the the West best are not as elite. I think they are. I think teams like Denver and Memphis are, are certainly amongst the heavy hitters. I think injuries have hit some of these teams a, a little bit differently, I and mean, no one's really pulled away to the same extent that say Boston, Brooklyn, Milwaukee, and Cleveland and Philadelphia, for that matter, have kind of pulled away in the Eastern Conference and established a subset of their own. But I'm with you. I would have put San Antonio below the Hornets. I think they're close enough in overall record, close enough in terms of recent performance. And Charlotte, of course, does have the head-to-head victory. On top of that, San Antonio, while having a slightly better overall record, has played more home games to this point than the Hornets have. It's a common refrain. It doesn't explain away being almost 20 games below 500 here for Charlotte. But in terms of, you know, one-to-one, could the Hornets, should the Hornets be ahead of specifically the San Antonio Spurs? I think it can be factored in a little bit more there. Hopefully the Hornets can uh, make whoever put these power rankings together look a a little bit foolish from that perspective. I don't know. I I think they basically got it right here, and I, I think you would agree, too. If we're off by just one, 
there's not too much to throw a, a fit about. But hopefully Charlotte can start to climb, not just in the power rankings, but also in the standings and also in relevancy for making a top 10 spot. I don't think mathematically it's out of the question here uh, with 41 games left to go to make up a roughly eight-game gap. But you do have to start in a hurry, and one of the teams you're trying to catch, the Toronto Raptors, who the Hornets will play for the first of three meetings overall and two in a row here tonight in Toronto. Should be a good contest here tonight. We're going to talk about our game preview, our stat to watch, and our players to watch. That comes your way next here on the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. It's a game day edition of the Hornets. I've cast Rob Longo and your radio play-by-play voice of the Hornets. Sam Farber with you on today's edition of the HHC. Thank you so much for tuning in to this game preview edition of the Hornets. I've cast as always. And if you're new to the podcast, this is how this works. We're going to go ahead and preview the matchup between the Raptors and the Hornets. Again, this is the first meeting that Charlotte and Toronto will have this season. A little bit of a mini series as the Raptors and Hornets will tangle also on Thursday as well, trying to cut down on a little bit of that travel in the NBA schedule and the Hornets have not had the greatest success against Toronto over the last couple of seasons last three seasons Charlotte has gone one and two each season as the Hornets struggle a little bit against the Raptors for whatever reason it may be but this is a different Raptors team now I mean it's the same pieces but just have not been playing some very good basketball as of late when you take a look at it at the end of the day Toronto currently sitting at 17 and 23 on a campaign they're four and six in their last 10 not really a great record one way or other at home. They are 12 and 10 at home compared to a 5 and 13 road record. So a pretty common split in the NBA for what it's worth as the Hornets look to pick up another road win. Charlotte, in fact, has more wins on the road than at home. They're 6 and 16 right now being the road dog. And then at home, Charlotte is 5 and 14 here at the Hive so far. But again, healthier team. Playing better basketball as of late, looking to change both of those streaks here as Charlotte returns to the Hive later on this week to take on the Boston Celtics. Tickets are available at Hornets.com. All right, Sam, we got all of that out of the way. Now time for our 
meat and potatoes of the podcast preview, if you will, of this contest. We need a player to watch for each team, and we need a stat to watch. I know this is a little different than normal, but since you are the guest of honor, I will let you go first, and you can lead the dance in which way we go. I appreciate it. Before we get to that, just a couple of things on the matchup. Hornets 11 and 30, Raptors 17 and 23. That might sound like a big disparity, but there might be a, a slight argument as to why that happens besides Toronto just playing pit, playing better than Buzz City at this point. There's a serious argument to be made that the Hornets have had the most difficult schedule to this point in the Eastern Conference, uh, not just based off travel, but based off the quality of teams that the Hornets have had to play. Charlotte's opponents through 41 games have the second highest win percentage in the East, second only to the Toronto Raptors, but Charlotte has played three more road games than home for Toronto. They've played four extra north of the border versus in the U.S. So from that perspective, I think you can make a serious argument that the six games different in the win column has as much, if anything, to do with who and where the Raptors have had their opposition as compared to the Hornets. On top of that, looking ahead to the back half of the schedule, even though right now we're in the midst of a road trip and a road trip and a very long road stretch for the Hornets, according to NBA.com, Charlotte has the seventh easiest schedule based off opponents' winning percentage moving forward. So more home games, more games against teams that have not performed quite as well in the future here for the Hornets that will hopefully hope help Buzz City out here in the coming days. But as for tonight specifically, I'm going to start with a statistic to watch. I know I threw a lot of numbers at you, um, but I'm going to throw one more here, and that is that the Toronto Raptors are third in the NBA at percentage of their offense coming from the free throw line. They are particularly good at getting to the strike. The Hornets at times have been particularly bad about sending people there. Uh, we saw that come to uh, almost a determinative level in the last game against Indiana with LaMelo Ball fouling out and being in such foul trouble early that he was limited to only 24-25 minutes in the game. When you looked at the numbers at the end, the Pacers only took six more free throws than the Hornets did, but in a game that was a one-possession game going down to the wire, that makes a difference. So Charlotte needs to avoid fouling against the Raptors because not only uh, can it hurt them in terms of who's available to play on the court, but it's also a bigger part of the Raptors' offense than many other teams in the association. Can't fault the stat for that. Toronto the other night in a win against Portland, it was a 117 to 105 victory at home. They went 25 of 29 from the charity stripe. That's about 86%, so certainly a good statistic to look at there. For me, I know we harp on it a lot, but I'm going to take a look at turnovers. I know it's a basic one and it's a common one, but at the end of the day, the Raptors do a phenomenal job taking care of the basketball. They are first in the association when it comes to turnovers. They only turn a ball over about 12 times per game. And Charlotte does a pretty good job taking care of the basketball for the most part. They are currently ninth in the association when it comes to turnovers allowed or turnovers in general. So, again, it's not a huge disparity, but at the end of the day, it's going to be very important because when you take a look at how Toronto won that game against Portland the other day. Again, the Raptors aren't playing the best of basketball. This snapped a three-game losing streak with that win the other night against the Trailblazers. They turned Portland over 24 times. It resulted in 29 points for the Raptors. And again, not every single turnover was forced. There were some just self-inflicted errors for the Trailblazers in there. Uh, Toronto had... 12 steals at the end of the day, so half of those were manufactured elsewhere, whether it was traveling violations, just throwing the ball out of bounds, offensive fouls, whatever you want to call it. The Trailblazers still turned the ball over 24 times. 
at the end of the day. Now, Charlotte had some issues at the beginning of the game against Indiana the other night. They had four turnovers early on, and again, they took care of the basketball a little bit better in the second quarter, but then the second half, it kind of faltered a little bit. They turned the ball over what eventually ended up being 18 times, resulted in 23 Pacers points, which in the grand scheme of things isn't a ton at the end of the day because on the other side, the Hornets turned Indiana over 16 times and got 27 points off of those turnovers. So they were kind of a non-factor one way or the other, but just making sure that you're able to take care of the basketball, maybe trying to force Toronto's hand a little bit. I know that the defense has been a huge point of emphasis for Steve Clifford and the Hornets this season and they're going to need it tonight against a team like Toronto that takes pretty good care of the basketball. So we got our turnovers to look at. We got our free throws to look at. Those are our stats to look for tonight. Where do you want to go next with our players to watch? Do you want a Toronto player to watch or a Charlotte player to watch? Let's do a Raptors player to watch, and I'm going to keep an eye here on Gary Trent Jr. I know there's some bigger names on this Raptors team, guys like Pascal Siakam or Fred Van Vliet that tend to get more attention having been former All-Stars, but Gary Trent Jr. has put together a really, really strong couple of seasons north of the border. He's having a career year from a scoring standpoint once again. He's not quite at 20 points, but a little over 18 points per game. He's performed very well historically against the Charlotte Hornets. Last year, I think he averaged 25, very much north of 20 per night against Buzz City. He's a good three-point shooter. He kind of lives to the the Raptors' M.O. of getting a lot of deflections and steals. And he's a heavy minutes guy for this Raptors team. So I think Gary Trent Jr. is a guy to to certainly focus in on. Uh, Pascal Siakam and Fred Van Vliet are guys that are going to get more attention from the everyday fan because they're more of the household names having been all-stars. But Gary Trent Jr. uh, is kind of the Terry Rozier, I would say, for this Raptors squad, someone who can knock down a lot of threes and who can put a lot of points on the board and and maybe, you know, hurt you the worst even while you're focused on somebody else. I'm not going to lie, Sam. I thought you were going to pick Pascal Siakam, so I was looking and searching for another player to look at, but we'll keep Siakam off the board for now. I'm going to take a look at Scotty Barnes. He's my player to watch tonight for Toronto. He had 22 points the other night against the Trailblazers, 7 of 8 from the free throw line, 7 to 12 from the field, was very efficient. Had 9 rebounds, 4 assists, 2 blocks, 3 steals. He did a little bit of everything, but at the end of the day, Scotty Barnes was a Hornet killer last season. And again, great campaign from him. Rookie of the year. He scored north of 20 a couple of times against the Hornets, but he's been a little inconsistent this season. When you take a look at it, yeah, he had those 22 points against Portland the other night, but then earlier during this stretch where the Raptors have lost three in a row, scored seven points against the Knicks. He had 19 against Milwaukee, which is great, but they still lost the game. And then in Indiana, they lost by eight and he scored 23 points and, you know, tried to do the best that he could at the end of the day. So, I mean, there's not really a pattern where it comes to if Scotty Barnes scores X amount of points or if he doesn't score X amount of points, the Raptors win one way or the other. But at the end of the day, Fred Van Fleet and Pascal Siakam are probably going to get their share of the points. That's just the way it works. So if you're able to limit a guy like Scotty Barnes, that just makes things a little bit easier because the philosophy or at least the strategy it has seemed through the first 41 games of the season for the Hornets is Steve Clifford's philosophy is basically we're going to try to take out your big guns and you have to let everybody else beat you. And Scotty Barnes kind of falls in that category right now of everybody else. And again, Toronto is very top heavy at the end of the day when it comes to their scoring output. It's basically the starting five and then just hope that somebody catches fire from the bench and that's about it so there's a lot of great players to look at here on this Raptors team of course like I said Pascal Siakam Fred Van Fleet but Scotty Barnes and Gary Trent Jr. are certainly very stable role players that might be 
having a big impact in tonight's game. So that leaves us with Hornets player to watch. What you got for that? I'm going to go with Terry Rozier for that one. We have had a lot of focus on LaMelo Ball Street that got snapped of consecutive 20-plus point games. Hopefully he starts a new one tonight. We talked earlier about Mason Plumley's recent run of games with 10 or more points and or rebounds that has really been impressive. And we touched on some of the statistical significance of his run over the course of the first 41 games of the year. Uh, But Terry Rozier had a a recent streak snapped a little bit as well. He had three in a row of 20 or more points and at least three made threes uh, in each of his previous three games prior to the game at Indiana, where he came oh so close. He was one off from both 19 points two made threes. He's been shooting the ball better as of late. The Hornets really need him to to get wins. I know we've said it several times here, but there's a lot of opportunities to really make a turning point in the season. We thought last homestand with the strong start against Oklahoma City might have been one. There is still a chance that this road trip the Hornets are on with four games against Eastern Conference opponents and getting that huge win over Milwaukee to tip it off still could be the turning point. I thought the Hornets played, for the most part, well against the Pacers, just a, a faulty fourth quarter and some foul trouble putting them behind the eight ball. But if you get a win or two here in Toronto, this can still be the turning point. And Gary Rozier, as one of the leading scorers and leaders overall of this team, probably needs to be one of those players to take him across the finish line. So, Terry Rozier, my Hornet to watch. Solid pick. Can't fault the pick by any means. I'm going to take his running mate in the backcourt. That's LaMelo Ball. I know LaMelo had a very difficult time in Indiana on Sunday. I mean, he only played 25 minutes because of all that foul trouble fouled out with under a minute to go on that sixth foul offensively, kicking the leg out and getting called for it. 5 of 12 from the field, 3 for 8 beyond the arc. Wasn't the greatest shooting performance from LaMelo, but he just couldn't get into, into a rhythm. I mean, he went to the bench multiple times in the first half because of the foul trouble. He had to go in the second half as well. Just could not get into the groove a little bit. It snapped the streak of 14 consecutive games where he was north of 20 or more he had 13 the other night so that means he has to start a new streak and why not start it tonight in Toronto I know he's already tied for second in the history books with the Hornets franchise for such a streak of scoring 20 or more of course now with Kendall Gill he's still going to have to go a little bit of ways to catch Glenn Rice who had 28 consecutive games of 20 points or more so LaMelo Ball is my player to pick tonight just because he's a little bit fresher than maybe a couple of the other guys on the team I know they've had a day off but When you play 25 minutes and everybody else is around 34, 36, every little bit counts. And again, Toronto is one of those teams that relies on their starters so much that they play heavy, heavy minutes. So this is a chance for LaMelo Ball to be a little bit fresher than maybe everybody else and a chance to go out there and score 20 or more in the contest. Either way, we'll have you covered after the contest. Myself and Sam Farber will do this once again on tomorrow's recap edition of the Hornets Hivecast. And of course, if you're within shouting distance of the Charlotte area or in the great state of North Carolina, you can tune into the broadcast on the Hornets Radio Network and through the Hornets mobile app. And, of course, you can listen to it all on the flagship sports radio WFNZ or catch us on Valley Sports Southeast. Sam Farber, the radio voice of your Charlotte Hornets, thank you so much for joining me today. We will talk later on the broadcast tonight. It has been great talking to you. Looking forward to a, hopefully a winning edition tomorrow of the HHC. Would certainly take that. For Sam Farber, I'm Rob Longo saying so long. Thank you so much for joining us on today's edition of the Hornets Hivecast. We will recap this one tomorrow once again on the HHC. Thank you for listening to the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. For more coverage, visit Hornets.com. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah, and some waves, so we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.